buddy what's going on greg ah feeling better today feeling much better uh you look and sound and your spirit is totally changed from the last time we talked (laughs) wednesday you're like a new man what the heck happened well ivermectin (laughs) ivermectin Ivermectin, my horsey paste man nay (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad you're feeling better uh, look like you're getting back to normal. Eh, whatever that is for me. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely feel better. I'm like 97%. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Can't complain. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's Monday again already, is it? It is. It's actually like Medic Monday. We haven't done Medic Monday on a Monday and a bunch of Mondays. Yeah, we did a Medic Wednesday and a Medic Tuesday. Yeah, but now we're back to Mondays, so yeah. here we are, starting the week again. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, it's shaping up to be could be a, an interesting week. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the Arizona Senate finally has, as far as I can tell, um, they've got all the preliminary information from the auditors. Uh, from Cyber Ninjas and uh, Cypher. And they'll be probably going over um, the preliminary audit report and then producing a final report. So we could see a final report here in the next week, week and a half. And that's something that I'm looking forward to. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm looking forward to that audit report coming out and seeing some hard numbers on what exactly happened here in Maricopa County. In November. Mm-hmm. I notice there's a lot of noise out there right now on social media, particularly over the weekend. Holy cats. There's so much content that people are posting, so many opinions, a lot of speculation. I would say there's a lot of noise out there right now. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of signal. And I always, I always try to encourage people to look for the signal and ignore the noise. There's a lot of noise on social media right now. Mm-hmm. I was pretty quiet over the weekend, partly because I was working on on the dream book, but partly because from my perspective, there wasn't a whole lot of actual news uh, happening over the weekend. A lot of opinions, a lot of speculation, people talking about Afghanistan, people talking about you know COVID and, and the vaccinations, but there wasn't actually a lot of new news breaking. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to get swept up in uh, public opinions or opinions of people that you that you respect. And it's easy to lose sight of the fact that a lot of us are just giving their our opinions, mm-hmm. like on the vaccines and, and on COVID. You know, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm not a, a virologist. I'm not an immunologist. 
I worked in medicine as a paramedic, but I'm not an expert on the subject. I try to keep my comments and opinions limited to what I, what I know to be true. Mm -hmm. And I try not to spread fake news and I try not to give too much in the way of opinion on that because <laughs> like every time I do, if I go too far giving my opinions, I'll eventually end up saying something that's not true. I'm trying as much as possible to avoid weighing in on issues where I don't have any expertise mm -hmm. um, or I don't, or the facts available to the public are, are, are pretty thin. Like the audit right now, the facts that are available in the public domain on the Arizona audit are, there's not a lot of facts right now. There's a lot of innuendo and opinion, quite a bit of fake news out there and speculation, but there isn't, there's not a whole lot of facts about it. I haven't been posting much on, on that subject because, you know, there, there just isn't a lot of facts out there and I don't want to be, I don't want to spread fake news. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to limit myself, limit the amount of speculation, but now I, now I did speculate <laughs> over the weekend, having said all that, I did speculate that I think a lot of what is happening right now with respect to COVID and the vaccines is essentially compliance training, right? And, and this is just speculation. I don't have any facts uh, to base this on. I haven't you know, talked to the President Trump. But when I look at the behaviors, when I look at the way that these vac serial vaccines are being rolled out, and, and when you look at what they're doing in Australia, look at what they're doing in Israel, uh, this morning, it was just announced that Israel is going to create a program where they're going to genetically scan people coming into the country for their compliance with COVID uh, regimens. Now, they haven't said exactly what that means, yeah. but it was supposed to be a secret and it got leaked to the press. And then Naftali actually uh, confirmed that they are working on a program to genetically scan people uh, coming into the country through the airports. So when you kind of look at, at um, the amount of surveillance, the lockdowns, the, um, the demand by governments that we comply with their vaccine regimens, what, what I see, I guess, is a growing attempt to exert control over the population, mm -hmm. tyrannical control. I see governments trying to institute more invasive mandates, more, um, more oppressive steps, and bringing this in progressively. We were all told in March a year ago, 15 days to slow the spread. <laughs> right? yeah. Two years later, uh, lockdown, business is destroyed. Uh, people are going to be taking the fifth and sixth uh, vaccinations pretty soon. Idiots. They get, Sorry. They, they get their foot in the door by getting you to comply with mm -hmm. what seems to be a reasonable demand. It's only 15 days to stop the spread. That's not unreasonable. That's, that, that's not unnecessary infringement of your rights. We're just asking you to, you know, quarantine and wear a mask and social distance just for two weeks. You can do that. And they had all the celebrities out there oh, yeah. giving their little stories about how they quarantined 
and how they're wearing their masks, right? And, and we know from Archbishop uh, Vigano's letter that this whole thing was planned, and it's much more extensive. And, and Vigano knew about it a long time ago. But it's a planned implementation of a, of a system of control where they're gradually getting us to surrender our civil liberties. Mm-hmm. Surrender the ability to go to the grocery store. They want you to surrender your ability to, to talk to your parents at a nursing home, to hug them, to have personal contact with them. Uh, they're asking us to surrender all of these civil liberties that we've always taken for granted. And it's all, you know, it's all in the name of doing what's best for society. We need to prevent the spread. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't hug. You shouldn't kiss. You shouldn't, you know, uh, show affection to your kids or your, or your parents because it's dangerous. Yeah. And they just keep eroding, eroding and eroding uh, the expectations that we have of what a normal life looks like. If you would have told Australian citizens three years ago what they would be experiencing right now, they would have told you no way. But funny thing is about Australia, the citizens immediately became compliant. They just, whatever the government said, they complied with. Israel, same thing. Uh, A lot of countries, you know, the UK, there's there's a high compliance rate with what they're trying to do. You know, it not, it's not so working so well in France. Macron is experiencing a lot of backlash and he's <laughs> yes. had to back off on a lot of his um, his tyrannical measures. And of course, here in the States, you have a few million armed citizens who are ne- never going to comply with their demands. But, you know, when I look at all this, I just think it's just it seems to me like it's just a, a long program of compliance training. Mm-hmm. They they want to break our will. And, and they want us to become compliant to their demands. I don't know why, but I, I'm hearing Reagan in my head. You know, they counted on America's be, America to be passive. They counted wrong. Yep. Yeah, they're, I, I think that um, the globalist cabal, they know that Americans are going to be the hardest group to bring under their control. That's why they tried to get rid of the guns forever, uh, mm-hmm. unsuccessfully. It's why... Um, every time they go for a gun grab, people buy more guns and more bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I suspect there's a lot of liberals um, who have been purchasing guns over the last year because some of them finally woke up and realized what they're trying to do. Yeah. But w- when I just kind of look at the whole uh, scenario, it just looks to me like they're trying to force us to comply with initially reasonable demands and then once we comply with a reasonable demand, they push another demand. And if we comply with that, they give us another demand. And if mm-hmm. we comply with that, they give us another demand. And each demand that they make is a little bit more unreasonable, but they've already got us to comply with the last four demands. So, you know, what's one more? Okay, you know, I don't really like this, but I'll go along with it. And <laughs> Every time we comply with a demand, the next one is gonna be a little bit more invasive. A little yeah. bit more oppressive, and I think that's what that's what the, the long-term goal of, uh, especially I think the goal of the vaccines is. Uh, you know, a lot of people are speculating that they think the vaccine is is about uh, depopulation. Um, I don't I don't deny that there's an agenda of depopulation, but I don't think that this vaccine is going to wipe out 
everybody who, who took it. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to wake up six months from now and find a hundred million dead people uh, in, in their homes. I don't, I don't think that's the plan. If that was the plan, they wouldn't have a plan to roll out four, five, six, seven, eight, nine vaccines mm -hmm. and vaccinate us every every eight months. You don't have to vaccinate dead people. Well, I mean, they've already been doing that for years with the flu mm -hmm. shots, right? This is just uh, next yeah. level. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's boiling the frog, and you don't boil the frog if you're smart. You don't throw the frog into boiling hot water. You warm that water up just a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. The frog doesn't really notice that the water is getting warmer gradually. In the realm of speculation, it just seems to me like they're trying to build um, a, a system where they're, they're demanding a little bit more oppressive measures every time. And each time we comply with their last request, it's going to, it's going to cause another request to come that's going to be a little bit more oppressive. And at some point, we all have to you know, give the government the big middle finger and say, we're not, we're not complying anymore. We're just not doing this. Yeah. Uh, we see what you're doing. We know what you're up to and we're not going to comply anymore. I think Mass we're doing work. a great job with that. Yeah. I mean, Biden the other day was like, Oh, we're losing our patience, man. It's like, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, he, he like never before has he ever like out and out just sounded like an abuser. Like that's yep. a, that's an abuser tactic right there. That's that the is an abuser. T uh, you know what? I've been patient with you, but I'm losing my patience. Oh man! You know? How, have you heard that before? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a person who is uh, got a control issue, and and their issue is their agenda is they want to control you, and they're going they're trying to take control of your life through soft tyranny, but if they can't get control through soft tyranny, they will drop the hammer and bring mm -hmm. some hard tyranny. And, and that's, that's what's waiting for us down the road. Yeah. Um, they're, they're going to try to implement more and more um, oppressive measures as time goes on because they realize we're not going to comply. Mm -mm. Uh, we're not complying with their soft tyranny. So they're going to have to push, at some point, they're going to have to push a hard tyranny. I don't know what that's going to look like, but they've got something planned. And, you know, the only way this ends is mass noncompliance. Yep. They're not going to arrest 200 million people. Good luck. It's not going to happen. Uh, they're not going to send their stormtroopers into our houses uh, without <laughs> having a lot of casualties. That ain't going to work. Sides. That ain't going to happen. I don't know what I don't know what their what their long term plans are, you know, specifically like what are they going to do next? But they're they're hitting up against the law of diminishing returns. Everything they do now where they're trying to get unvaccinated people to accept the vaccination, they're mm -hmm. not going to get more people into that program unless they use force. And when it comes down to a, a show of force, the federal government is outgunned. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they may have tanks and armored personnel carriers and battleships, but, you know, you can't drive a battleship into somebody's neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> it's, it doesn't work that way. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But I think what we're uh, clearly what we're seeing is a, a battle for control. The, the, the elite, that's what they want anyways. That's, that's what the elites always want. They want control over us.
Yeah, that's the end game want, for them. Yeah, they want us to diligently go to work, uh, be willing to pay an exorbitant amount of tax money to them so they can you know, feather their nests with our money, make a comfortable life for them. They want to implement a bunch of ridiculous rules on us that they don't have to follow. And they want us to be compliant, willing servants of their evil system. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for them, it's not going to work out. Not uh, it's work. Too many people waking up. Yeah. I think a lot of people have woken up just in the last few weeks, too. I think, I think with, uh, you know, some of the audit stuff coming out, I think the ivermectin, I think that woke up a lot of people. Um, you think so? so? I, yeah, I think so. I think so. And there's all these tricks, because not only does it work for for this, but it works for so many other things. And then it brings up, like, oh, there's been cures for cancer this whole time. Oh, this is medicine. Oh, why are they going after ivermectin like they did HCQ? But look at all the stuff HCQ does. They, they vilified that, but now it's, wait, what? What's going on? Why did they change the definition of a vaccine? Yeah, exactly. On the CDC website. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting subject. The fact that they actually changed the definition of a vaccine, to me, is a big tell. I mean, they literally went into uh, the website and changed the definition of vaccine, and they took out, they took out a key phrase from the definition. The definition used to define a vaccine as a medication that reduced transmissibility of a disease. Mm -hmm. It reduced your chances of, of getting the disease and of transmitting it to others. They actually took that part of the definition out. Yeah. Now, if I'm, if, if I'm not mistaken, um, the definition of a vaccine is a medication that creates an immune response, and that's all it does mm -hmm. to, to a particular pathogen. It creates an immune response, but it does nothing to prevent transmission. And that's not what uh, the actual definition, the clinical definition of a vaccine. A vaccine is a vaccine only if it reduces transmission. And they change the, the definition. That tells us that they know their vaccines are not actually vaccines because they're not reducing transmissibility. Now they're um, increasing it, actually. They are in, in a very real way. And that, that leads to a very interesting discussion about immunity from legal liability. Because vaccine companies are granted immunity based on the idea that they have produced a vaccine and the trade-off, you know, the risk of uh, long-term harm to the person who takes the vaccine is believed to be a good trade-off because the vaccine reduces transmission of the disease. But if the vaccines don't reduce transmission, then they're not actually vaccines. And I think that someone would have a good case if they took this to court and challenged uh, the claim that these drugs are vaccines. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't reduce transmission, they're not really, they don't meet the clinical definition of a vaccine. And I think that down the road, the drug companies are going to end up on the hook for some massive uh, financial liability for damages because they didn't do the testing. They didn't do the trials. Um, and they put these drugs out there without knowing the long-term effects. Yeah. And they don't meet the clinical definition of a vaccine. So they may not even 
be covered under the liability, uh, the immunity from liability that most vaccine companies actually have. Well, and then they vilified stuff that's actually got a proven track record. Oh, yeah. And, you know. Uh, <laughs> March 19th, Trump said, what about this hydrochloroquine? Uh, it might yeah. be it might be something good. March 19th, 2020. Right. So the immunity that's given to vaccine manufacturers is only given to them if they don't engage in willful misconduct. But if they engage in willful misconduct, if they misrepresent the facts, if they hide and cover up the rates of death, the rates of complications, if they uh, give false information to the public, uh, that's willful misconduct. Mm -hmm. And that takes away the immunity for the vaccine manufacturers. And I, and, and I think that uh, my, my suspicion, again, this is just you know spitballing, I think that Trump set up vaccine manufacturers. I think he set up the FDA and the CDC in a way that's going to expose a lot of their corruption. Oh yeah, for sure. This is going to decimate the medical industry. It is. It is going to decimate the medical industry. That I think that's exactly what is going to happen. I think Trump knew that there was a lot of corruption in big pharma, FDA, CDC, and I think he wanted to expose it. And I think he set a a series of traps for them and they fell into the traps. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how this all works out as Dave says on X22. I, I think it's like, uh, <laughs> I think we're heading towards, I think we're heading towards a big collision of a lot of this stuff coming together. You know, you got the people waking up, you know, this medical tyranny, you got the audit stuff coming out. You still got Durham out there somewhere. What, what do you, I mean, what do you think, like, you know, we, we all kind of, like, expected something to happen maybe on over the weekend, you know, the 9-11 thing or whatever. But, I mean, they were definitely, the, the definitely as they spoke, they were kind of setting it up for a false flag coming. You know, we've got this 9-18 um, rally that's going to happen, you know, which, I don't know, do we go to that? I don't think we go to that, right? No, I don't think that's us. I don't think we go to that. Do we? Well, I'm really glad there wasn't any kind of event. Me too. Uh, over the weekend. I was a little bit concerned about that, but you know, nothing happened, at least that we know of. And so I'm, I'm really glad about that. I, I have a, a, a fair level of concern about the rally in DC on the 18th. You know, as much as I think that we need to support the people who have been uh, unjustly incarcerated, and you know, some of these guys have been in uh, solitary confinement. I think we need to support them, but I think this rally is is a potential false flag event. I mean, the way that the way that the mainstream media has been portraying it, yeah, um, they're building an expectation that there's going to be some kind of violent uprising. I think the way that they're portraying this signals to us that there's a potential for a false flag. Yeah, so I, I would I would I would not go. You know, back in December, when I was still on Twitter, I was telling people, don't go to the Capitol on January 6th. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a setup. Uh, and and it turned out to be a setup. So yeah. it's, it's unfortunate because I think it's important for us to meet. And I think it's important for us to rally. And I think we have to be wise and discerning and not fall into a potential trap that the deep state is setting for us. Yeah.
Because they would love it. I mean, you know, I think if we stay away from these events and it's just Antifa and fake MAGA that show up, I think I think everybody will see that, you know? Uh, are they putting up the fences? Like, I've, I've heard, like, varying reports on whether the fences are going back up or not, and then eyewitnesses, people in D.C. are like, no, they're not. People are like, oh, yeah, they're going back up. Uh, where yeah, are we with the fencing? I, I don't know. I haven't been able to confirm that either. Now, I've read the articles where um, Pelosi is talking about putting the fence back up. I don't know that it has actually happened. Mm -hmm. I, I can't confirm it. Yeah, me either. I, I hope they do. It'll make the job easier to round them all up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah keep them in just as well as they keep us out. That's right. I would love to see them put the fences back up yeah. and, and put uh, the National Guard or someone uh, to stand guard while we're waiting for Trump to come back. Yeah. Uh, or, or we just turn turn that off and we turn on the Southern White House, <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Well, now, Trump did say, what was it over the weekend? He said they thought they were going to decertify the election. Was that Friday, Saturday? Yeah, he did. He did. That's a, pretty, that's a pretty big statement. I think that the Arizona Senate has kind of painted themselves into a corner in a good way. Mm -hmm. All right. So Karen Fan has already said that if they find evidence of significant fraud in the election... Number one, they need to make criminal referrals, and that's coming. <laughs> there are going to be criminal referrals to the Attorney General's office, I can tell you that. What our Attorney General, Mark Burnovich, decides to do about those criminal referrals, we don't know that yet. Mm -hmm. But I, I would, I'd be willing to bet my next paycheck that there are going to be criminal referrals made after this audit report comes out. The Senate is, is waiting for the information to be made public so they can then justify to the public why they're making criminal referrals. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to see criminal referrals. And then... But will we see them? That it seems like it's, it's like <laughs> timed like right around this false flag attack. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. We're all kind of expecting uh, a takedown of uh, social media potentially a takedown of the internet. And again, putting on my, my spitballing hat, um, what would be the incident that would cause them to take down social media or take down the internet? You know, what if next week, Wednesday, Attorney General Mark Brnovich announces that he's arrested Katie Hobbs and the members of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Nice. <laughs> They're being criminally charged. That would be huge news. It would devastate the deep state's narrative mm -hmm. that Arizona was a free and fair election. And there's nothing to see here. If Brnovich starts making arrests here in Arizona. That's going to cause a lot of heartache because then uh, people are going to wonder, okay, what's going on? What happened? I thought this was fake news. What do you mean they arrested the secretary of state? What do you mean they arrested the board of supervisors? What did they do? Right, people are gonna to want to know, and if if Brnovich takes action, and if he charges criminally charges the people involved in this election, uh, the twenty twenty election here in Maricopa County, then the Senate has to follow through on what what Karen Fan said that they would do uh, back about 
four months ago in an interview, she said, well, if we find evidence of fraud, willful misconduct, then we probably need to look at putting a motion before the Senate and the House to decertify the election. Now, will the members of the House and Senate vote to decertify? We don't know. It's a very slim margin for Republicans in the Arizona House and Senate. Mm -hmm. And we've got some rhinos that we can't necessarily count on. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, w I can't see that them not at least putting a motion uh, up to decertify. Whether that motion passes or not is anyone's guess. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. I, I, I don't see the rhinos voting in favor of decertification. Maybe they will. If, if it comes after the arrests of certain people, maybe there will be sufficient reason for them to, to vote to decertify. Yeah, to save their own butts. Yeah. Uh, you know, politicians tend to do whatever is politically expedient. You know, they'll be like, hmm, which way is the wind blowing today? <laughs> oh, it's blowing that way. I guess I'll vote this way today. Yeah. That's just how politicians are, especially corrupt politicians. Yeah. They, they tend to do what's politically expedient. So will our rhinos join uh, uh, Kelly Townsend and Wendy Rogers in, in, in vote? in favor of decertification? I, I don't know. But then you've got, you know, the legal issues. Uh, a lot of this is going to go to court. It's going to be litigated. And then judges are going to have the ultimate say. Mm -hmm. be, it would be very cool if the Arizona Senate and House voted to decertify the election. Then you have a question of what happens then? Okay. So the Arizona legislature votes to decertify or recall the electors for uh, that, the, that went to Washington. It, cast votes for Biden in the Electoral College. Well, then what happens then? Yeah. What does Congress do? What What's the what's the, the, the process? Um, it's unclear. You were in uncharted waters. This never happened before. Yeah. Some people take the view that if you have six months from now or, or eight months from now, uh, let's say Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona legislatures all vote to decertify their electors. What happens then? Some people would say that Biden then falls below the 270 threshold to win in the Electoral College. Then the Electoral College count is insufficient, would fall to Congress to actually vote, and um, they would vote by state. And then um, the, the composition of, the, of Congress would probably give Trump the win. No, we've been here the before. The, yeah, yeah. The problem is that process is part of the electoral count that happens on January sixth, and it already happened. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't really believe that Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell uh, or any of the leaders in Washington are going to buy into. Let's hold another vote uh, yeah. to catch <laughs> votes for the press. I, I don't think they're going to do that. No, I think it's going to be settled. Uh, another way. So there's a there's a lot of potentially interesting things coming. Was that like devolution? Yeah, I think devolution is much more likely to be um, the way this is going to be resolved. Like we we could have, and I think we probably will have some rulings from the courts, where you know a judge may say in Maricopa County, a, a judge may rule to 
overturn the results of the Maricopa County election. What do you do then? Oh, hey, and by the way, our Secretary of State got arrested. And, so, <laughs> and we have to hold a new election in Maricopa County. Uh, you know, how, what do we do then? So does just Maricopa County um, hold a new election? And what happens with the results of it? Okay, let's say Maricopa County goes to Trump in this, in this new election. Okay, then what happens? Right. I mean, there's it's easy to kind of say, let's do here's the remedy that you're going to get. You're going to get a new election. But what happens when the when the election is over? We don't know. Nobody really knows how any of this is going to go. Yeah, um, I, I suspect that, you know, when it's all said and done, uh, the military is going to end up sorting all this crap out. Mm hmm. I think that the military, um, you know, I'm not budging on, on yeah. that issue. I believe the military is going to step in at some point and they're going to end the charade and they're going to reinstate Trump as the rightful president. Thank God. And I, I think it's going to shock a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of celebration from people like us if we even hear about it, because this is the point where they could take down the Internet. Yeah. I mean, you know, what what would make the military uh, reinstate Trump as the rightful president? Well, one of the things, one of the scenarios that I could uh, propose, and I've proposed a lot of scenarios, and I'm not, I'm not hanging my hat on any of them. They're just possibilities. Mm -hmm. One possibility is if the deep state takes down the Internet, they just, you know, hit the switch and shut down the operating systems, shut down... Um, the internet, the traditional internet that we use, that could be the, the event that triggers the military to respond. That could be the red line. See, we don't, we don't know what the red line is mm -hmm. that's going to cause the military to take action. But if the, if they take, if the deep state takes down the internet in the aftermath of, of all the, um, the election audits or some other news that hits that the, that they want to get rid of, they want to get rid of the news cycle. Mm -hmm. So they take down the internet. It could be that the military responds by standing up their own internet. Now, there's um, been some movement with those IPs. Yes, there has been. Um, so let's see. Saturday, I think it was um, the private company that was managing those. You know, uh, there was over a hundred million IP addresses that the Defense Department turned over to this private company on January 20th, three minutes before. Trump left office for the first term. Three minutes before noon, the Pentagon turned over all these IP addresses to this private yeah. company. And now we find out that the private company was actually um, assisting in an experimental program, okay, that has to do with IP addresses. And the Pentagon now just took back control of those IP addresses. And there, it looks like they're continuing the experimental program that they've got going on with those IP addresses. So, what is the Pentagon doing with, you know, something like 150 million IP addresses? Um, what what is their plan? What is their um, uh, what's the program? We don't know. I, I suspect that they're putting together an, a parallel internet mm -hmm. that they can then use if the deep state takes down the conventional traditional internet. And I've seen that a lot in my dreams over the last six months, probably had <clears throat> somewhere between 10 and 12 dreams where 
uh, I was having to learn how to connect with people and on a new internet system that I wasn't mm -hmm. familiar with. It's not like I couldn't communicate. It's not like there was no internet. It was a situation where it was a different kind of internet and the normal email services and social media services were not available. Right. There was something else there that we were using. It just took a bit of time to figure out how to use it. And, and I've seen, I've had, gosh, like I said, 10 or 12 dreams like that in the last six months. So I'm, I'm fairly confident that at some point, um, the way we communicate is going to change. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to, to say, you know, this is the event and this is, you know, how it's going to happen. But speculating, I think that the deep, I think, I think the deep state will at some point take down the internet because they, we're in an information war and certain information is going to come out that they don't want the public to know. Yeah. And it's crumbling uh, quickly. What everything that they're doing, I mean, everything is. that they're doing, you know, they're, they're losing, they're losing the narrative war, even on, on COVID and the vaccines because oh, yeah. the information that's coming out about ivermectin, more and more people are finding out, you know, that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are effective treatments for COVID. They and they're also it. finding out what they're doing in these hospitals. The people that aren't dying right. in the hospitals from COVID, they're actually dying from remdesivir poison. They're dying from the treatment protocols. Yeah. Exactly. And that information is getting out into the public domain. And at some point, there's going to be too much information coming out that is counter to their narrative. That's, I think that's a point when they're going to uh, pull the plug on the Internet. And I, and I suspect that at that point, the military will probably stand up a parallel internet and make it available to us. And we'll be given some instruction on how to access it, how to set up accounts, how to use it, whatever. But I think that um, at that point, that could be the place where the military then makes a big reveal. You know, if you talk about devolution, that could be the point where um, they reinstate Trump. Because if the military then has to stand up a, a parallel internet, mm -hmm. they're going to then have to explain to the citizenry what's happening. Yeah. What happened to the internet? What is this new internet? Who's controlling it? Yeah. You know, what, what's going on? Why did the, why did the internet go down? Um, it, uh, I think it, people would know. Yeah, I, I think, well, a lot of people wouldn't know. I, I think that would be a huge wake up if the internet all of a sudden <laughs> went down. Like I think that would be huge. Even yeah. like like the sleepiest of sleepy. I think it would be like what? Yes, that would be the, that would be the sudden wake up call for a lot of people. But then someone would have to actually explain in terms that the normies could understand what happened, why it happened, what the plan is going to be going forward, mm -hmm. what this new internet's about, and that would also probably be a, a good time to say, oh, yeah, by the way, Joe Biden is actually not the real president. Uh, mm -hmm. President Trump is, and we're going to inaugurate him uh, next week or whenever. Yes. I think that I think that could be the point at which the military reinstates Trump. Yeah. Uh, just kind of, you know, spitballing. I don't have any secret squirrel insider sources in the intelligence community. Come um, on, man. No secret squirrel. Come on. <laughs> I am just, I, I'm just, um, you know, trying to connect the dots the best I can, just like everybody else Yeah. who who appreciates, you know, doing research and, and trying to make sense of all this, all this chaos and, and confusion. But yeah. that's that's kind of my theory right now. 
This is a good theory, though. I like it. It's may or may not be true. It's not a conspiracy. It's just a theory. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking about it as a group, you know, talking about, like, you know, especially with the, with the internet getting ready to come down and, and things like that. Like, one of the things that I saw when we were at Bard's was there was this paper, Druthers Report. I think it was Druthers. I, don't know, I can't remember what it was. Drury Report? I don't know. But it was this newspaper, right? And it was all the stuff that we talk about. It was all about vaccines and COVID and Fauci and this, that, and the other thing, right? So they're, they're like, well, they can't delete this. They can't They can't ban it. You know, they can't, you know, so it was like a new way to get the information. I was like kicking it back 1776, you know, like paper in the town. And right. that's what we've been talking about in our in our community, in our group, is like taking facts Printing them out, maybe do four on a sheet, cutting them up, and then you start leaving them at the gas station. You start leaving them at Publix. You start leaving them around it. And because it doesn't matter whether they get it from a post or a paper, as long right. as we get the information out. And that's one of the things that we do that drives them insane is that we're so good about getting information out. That's just a different yep. way. You know, it's just taking it, taking it to 1776. Yeah, that's something I was thinking about this weekend. Uh, it, it could be that the time of the pamphleteers is coming back. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. And you 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 hit the nail on the head. One of the things that drives the deep state crazy is the ability of Anons to adapt and improvise and overcome the obstacles that they put in front of us in this information war. Yeah, we're the best. If you're on the boards, you're used to um, the way that we communicate on you know, 4chan or 8chan or 8kun, um, there's a certain way in which Anons communicate, spread information, work as a collective, research certain topics. One of the great things that Q provides uh, for us is focus. Mm -hmm. Q was able to get millions of people around the world to focus on a couple of specific subjects at a time, all of us researching, taking our information, bringing it back to the collective and everyone kind of analyzing it, looking at it and adding their piece to it. That, that hive mind is, um, is a really significant asset to a community of people when you're trying to uncover the truth. And the people who, who uh, well, there's a group of people that are trying to hide the truth. And so working as a, as a community, we are able to, successfully bring to light a lot of critical information. Now, we then disseminated that information to the public on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. So what did they do? They took us off of all of those platforms yeah. because we were disseminating the information they didn't want the public to know about. So then we said, okay, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> Let's go to CloudHub. Yeah. Let's go to Telegram. Let's go to Gab. And we're going to continue disseminating our information. They take down um, Gab and CloudHub and Telegram. We will find another way to get the information out. Can't Even if it's printing out pamphlets, printing out newspapers, printing out, you know, uh, flyers or uh, business cards and sticking them in people's doors or whatever. Exactly. Information is going to get out. What really pisses off the deep state about people like us is we are not going to be deterred no matter what they do to interfere with our ability to communicate and get the message out. We're going to get the message out. It just makes me want to talk up even more. 
I think you every could, day you, I've started oh, exactly. out with exactly like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, you don't want me to do this. Every oh, you gave me one more reason why I have to do this. Every day I'm coming out here. <laughs> Ivermectin works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it just makes me want to do more. Makes me. Oh, I can't say that. What? You, oh, you're gonna do that to me? Oh, okay, here I come. I'm coming back. Oh, oh wait, you banned me? Okay, I'm Greg Harvey the sixth now. You know, I mean, it's like I'm not gonna yep. stop. Even though the domains are going to change, right? So we're fighting an information war and we're fighting it in a number of different domains right now. We could end up at some point um, having to spread it literally word of mouth through pamphlets, you know, and Bible tracts uh, yeah. being passed around or whatever. Yeah. We could get I, some I, memers to make up some fact, some fact, fact tracks. Oh man. <laughs> The, the memers are uh, have are undefeated uh, as of right now. Yeah, you cannot defeat an army of patriotic frogs. God bless the memers, because the memers will meme you until you cry, and then they'll meme you crying. Yes. Uh, the the deep state knows. Well, one of the reasons why they're um, <laughs> this whole January sixth thing. It's hilarious the way that they shifted the narrative on the January sixth insurrection. Yeah. They, they took the focus away from, their, or they're trying to take the focus away from, the people who are actually there. And they put out this list of people like Carpe Donctum. Those are the real troublemakers. They're the social media influencers who are behind. They, they built the ideology that the January 6th protesters were supporting. Yeah. It's the, it, they blame the memers for this. Mm -hmm. They can't arrest them. They can't charge them. But they would love to be able to do that because they know that it's it's the memers who have a lot of the power of inspiration. The memes inspire, they create narratives, they they destroy narratives. Uh, memes are a very powerful way of communicating. Yeah. And I think that, you know, down the road, if they if they take down the internet, we we get a new internet from, from the military. Your tax dollars hard at work, by the way. Uh, well spent. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how the memers respond and how they come back because you're not going to stop the army of frogs. It's not going to happen. Well, no, and it, we will, it, it, we'll it, continue it, to get the message out. Yeah. There was memers back in the day in 1776. I mean, I've seen some of the, they called it propaganda at the time, you know, but I mean, they had all these memes that they yep. put out their political cartoons and, and factoids that they would, they would just hand out to people. They would leave it around places. I mean, yeah, I well, Madison, Madison Avenue, uh, understood the importance of memes and they used it heavily uh, in the 1920s and 30s and 40s to kick off the industrial uh, boom and the marketing boom. And all, a lot of that was centered around the power of memes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Norman Rockwell was one of the greatest memers of all times. He just took Americana and, and the cool ideas that made America unique and he essentially memed them mm -hmm. uh, and inspired a generation through his through his art um, memes are very powerful don't, don't underestimate the power of memes the power of the meme <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's going to be it's going to be really exciting to see how we're going to bounce back from this because we know we know they're going to try to take down our or destroy our ability to communicate in the information war and it's only a matter of time and then we have to decide uh, that we're not, we've already, a lot of us have already decided we're not going to be silenced. We're not going to be stopped.
You're not going to shut us up. Uh, we're not going to go away. Whatever you do, we're going to counter it some way. Uh, we don't know what that counter offensive is going to be next, but there will be one. You know, so stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I, I think I think I would like to I would like to encourage people, you know, to go out there and and start, you know, printing out some memes. You know, print print out some facts. Print out, you know, the the case for ivermectin. Print out, you know, the the case studies. Print out, you know, things about election fraud. Print what. Like each one of us has our own specific thing that we're good at researching or, you know, maybe we know a little bit more about the other. Take those things, print them out, split them up four in a sheet and start handing them out. You can hand them out on the street corner, you know, somewhere. Put them in the in the grocery store, put them in magazines, uh, you know, like like get the information out into people's hands. Yep. It's interesting in that if they if they decide to take down the Internet, what they can't do is take down our printers. We, we would still have the ability to probably print anything that we design on a computer, even if it's not connected to the internet. Uh, you can still power on a computer unless they take down the operating systems. Yeah. That would be highly problematic. If they decide to like take down the operating systems that make your computer work, that would cause huge problems. I yeah. don't think they'll do that, but they could. Anyway, if they, they don't, they kind of need the internet too, though. If 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 we have access to our computers, we have access to our printers. We can take the memes, print them out, and like you said, we can distribute them. One of the awesome things about memes is the the concept is, you know, give a meme, take a meme. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's freely distributed information. Uh, I, I hate it when people get butt hurt because someone takes their meme and puts it on. I, I, I repost it and doesn't give credit to the person who first posted it. Well, that's, that's not actually what it's not actually what memes are designed for. Memes right. are not designed for us to get credit for our awesome memes. Memes are designed to sp spread information and destroy fake narratives. Yeah. And the power is that you can just take it, copy it, paste it and, and spread it. Somebody else can spread it. Somebody else can spread it. Pretty soon it goes viral and memes are powerful that way because we don't take control of them. We don't take ownership of them. If you want to put your name on a meme, that's fine. But talking about taking these and, and printing them out and putting them at gas stations, restaurants, grocery stores, everywhere, sticking, sticking them in newspapers and, and uh, flyers. If certain memes are done really well, they become popular. People will take them home, make more copies of them. Yes. On copier, spread yes. them. Other people take them, make copies of them, and spread them. Makes a match. That's that is how you that's how you you know spread information. That's how you red pill people. Let's do it, uh, everybody and, listening. Let's do it. it. It's very possible that, that could become a thing. Um, We're in, making in it a thing right here, Dave. There are a lot of things that could potentially happen in the not too distant future that are going to be a bit shocking to the average person. We haven't ever really talked much about the financial system, but the financial system that we currently live under is on borrowed time. Yeah. And at some point, the current financial system is going to collapse. It's only a matter of time. You can look at the debt to GDP ratio of the United States and our debt is going up uh, exponentially and our GDP is not. Mm -hmm. 
And at some point, when your debt to GDP ratio for any country reaches a certain tipping point, that country suffers economic collapse. It's a historical fact. You can't avoid it. When your debt to GDP ratio gets so out of whack, you start to see inflation first, and then inflation gets worse, and then it turns into hyperinflation. When you get into hyperinflation, it's only a matter of time before your entire financial system collapses. Uh, you can look back at Argentina, you can look at Zimbabwe, you can look at the Weimar Republic of Germany. It's a lot of historical examples of what happens when you turn to the printing press and print money like crazy to try to you know, rob Peter to pay Paul. The more money you print, the less value every dollar has that you print. And pretty soon, hyperinflation sets in. A loaf of bread costs a hundred dollars. Dude, we're already seeing week, it. And then a week later, it costs a thousand dollars. And then a week later, it costs ten thousand dollars. Jen got red pilled by bacon. Remember when it was eleven dollars? It's seventeen dollars now. What? Yes. Yeah. We, pretty soon, we're going to be paying fifty dollars for a pound of bacon. Yeah. Uh, I still pay it. That's hyperinflation, and and that's coming. We're, yeah. we're going to see it at some point. You know, the Lord started giving me dreams about financial collapse back in 2010, 2011, 2012. At that time period, I had a lot of dreams about financial collapse. It's an eventuality. It's going to happen. It's difficult to, to pinpoint exactly what that's going to look like and how it's going to happen and who gets hurt and who doesn't, who survives and who doesn't, who the winners and losers are. But it's it's coming and what uh what the lord showed me over the course of about two weeks back then i had a series of dreams where i saw life after the economic collapse and it was a very simple life very much like how we would have lived 75 80 years ago and and it was it was uncomplicated it was pretty simple uh and I was at peace in these dreams where I was living in after the economic collapse. Mm -hmm. um, it was very different, but it wasn't totally foreign to me because I've, I'm a baby boomer. So I know what it was like to not have the internet. <laughs> to, yeah. And, you know, we just, we, we, it was a simple life. I think Three that channels. at some point, <clears throat> I think that at some point there is going to be a temporary loss of technology. I think at some point, a lot of the electronic technology that we rely on, tablets, phones, satellites, everything, I think we're, we're likely to lose some of that. I don't necessarily think we're going to lose it because of like an EMP strike or a nuclear war. I, I don't mm -hmm. I don't really see a lot of those, you know, horrible scenarios. That's not what God has shown me. But he has shown me that at some point, it, um, I think we're going to lose a lot of technology temporarily and things will be, go back to a much simpler way of life. Well, we'd, we'd almost have to lose some of it, man, with with all the um, little spy programs and malware and all that stuff that's infected right. everything. Yeah, because a lot of the technology is being used against us. Yeah, all of it. And people don't know it. <laughs> like, I it's mean, a convenience. It. Yeah, it's a convenience but you know the fact that your dishwasher, your refrigerator, and all of your electronic appliances in your house are all connected to the internet, 
and they're sending a lot of information to the Chinese Communist Party about you and your lifestyle and you know the dimensions of your house and how many guns you have. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, that's those not little robo vacuums. Yeah, that's not necessarily in your best interest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's a lot of these modern conveniences that we've been given because they allow uh, the cabal to surveil us. Yeah, and like to know Facebook. everything about us. Look at how Facebook right. came to be. I mean, come on. Right. right. They they developed the technology so that they could spy on us. Yeah. They could they could circumvent domestic spying laws uh, by having a private company spy on us. And oh no no the CIA is not doing it. It's illegal for the for the CIA to spy on American citizens, hmm. but it's not illegal for Facebook to do it if you give them permission. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And that's that's what a lot of people don't understand. <clears throat> you know, all this this technology that we've got, a lot of it has been weaponized against us, and we'd be better off without it. A lot of it. Yeah. Yes, life would be less convenient, but uh, we would have a lot more freedom. And I think down the road, people are going to realize that they've traded perceived safety and security their freedoms and i think at some point people are going to want their freedom back true even if it costs them some convenience true i don't uh, i don't think there's that. anybody out there that wants to lose their freedom you know some of them just hasn't haven't woken up to it yet what's going on but yeah you know people don't realize what the freedoms that they're surrendering mm -hmm. but they're going to yeah uh wake up call is coming yeah but i still think we win I still think oh, we, we, win. we absolutely win. Yeah, we win. It's not um, going to be comfortable. I mean, there's listen. There's it's never been. It's nobody ever said it was going to be easy. But winning is not going to be comfy. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be there's going to be some challenges. I mean, some real freaking challenges. We got to be prepared in every way. But I don't see a way we don't win. Yeah, we're going to win because corruption always loses in the end. Mm -hmm. If you if you look at history and you look at countries and empires that built, were built on corruption, they always fail in the end. Um, you, you can look at some 20th century examples, Soviet Union, uh, Germany, Italy under Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin. You know, if you if you look at leaders who built empires uh, on oppression, on fascist um, policies, on surveillance, on uh, look at what's happening in China. Uh, a lot of people are afraid of um, what could potentially become of Communist Party in China. I think that the end is near for the Communist Party of China because it is a regime built completely on corruption mm -hmm. and dishonesty. And the problem with, with, um, with allowing corruption and dishonesty into your system is that it will eventually cause your system to collapse. So a good example is um, the dams that China has built on the Yangtze and the Yellow River. They've built all these dams to hold back all this water and to produce hydroelectric uh, power. But 
because the Chinese system is so corrupt and there's a lot of bribery and extortion and Chinese uh, manufacturers are notorious for cutting corners and making, you know, selling you what they say is high grade steel and it's really crappy steel and they're ripping you off by giving you an inferior product. That's the way that they built their dams. Mm-hmm. They built their dams with inferior products, inferior um, designs, they cut corners, and that is now going to come back and bite them. And those dams on those rivers are going to fail Yeah, because they cut corners building them because they allow corruption to pervade their society. And that's going to cause the fall of, of, of China. The regime that's in place in China right now is going to fail. It's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Because corruption begets failure, and the the corrupt regime that is, you know, trying to control America right now is going to lose. They're going to lose because you have to hide corruption. in In an open, honest society, um, corruption is not acceptable to the average person. So, in order, to, if you're going to operate corruptly, you have to hide your corruption because it's not morally acceptable. And the elites in this country have been hiding their corruption, but it's being exposed. And at some point, there's going to be so much exposure, they're going to have to just take down the Internet. Yeah, because they don't because they can't risk that exposure. If the corruption is going to be exposed and they take down the Internet to prevent the reveal to the, to the public and the military stands up their own Internet, uh, that information about corruption is going to come out. And that's yeah. what I've seen in my recent dreams in, in January, February of this year. I saw how the military didn't just reinstate Trump, but they then addressed the corruption in higher education, mm-hmm. in the media, in Hollywood, in every aspect of society. I've had a series of dreams following where I saw how corruption was was being exposed yeah. in all these areas of society. And... As long as Americans are willing to identify the corruption, expose it, and deal with it, we're going to survive. We're going to win. The only way we're not going to win is if we turn a blind eye to corruption. And we're not going to do that. There are more people waking up every day to the realities of institutional corruption. And as long as Americans are willing to expose and identify and and support the removal of corruption, we're going to be fine. We're going to win. Yeah, it's when we turn a blind eye to it that we lose, and, and, and like I just don't see that happening. I don't either. I don't either. These dams and not damn anons, man. They got these pamphlets out at the grocery stores, man. I've seen it at the gas station. Every time I turn around on a telephone pole, there's another thing about ivermectin. What? <laughs> Come on, anons. It's time to paper the world. It is time to go. Uh, we're not going paperless. We're going full paper yeah. uh, on our memes. Yeah. Get, get get practiced up now because it may become an art form of the future. Amen. Amen. But before we know it, too, <laughs> I'm like, I'm stuttering. But, 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 but before we know it, I get excited, though, man. <sighs> There's a lot to be excited about. We live in We live in unprecedented times. There's a lot of unknowns. But there's enough that we know that's going to happen that we can make plans and we can rest in the fact that God is on the throne. Yeah. And God is moving through good people. 
to bring his will to pass. That's what I take. That's what I take rest in. I, I rest in the fact that as much as these evil, corrupt people who are trying to control the world appear uh, at some times to have the upper hand, I know that God has sent in a bunch of spies and saboteurs and truth tellers who are going to make a holy mess of the plans of, of the deep state. And I, I just see it over and over again where the cabal, you know, they create some plan, they put some person in a position, they think they've, you know, put one over on the public, and then that person's corruption becomes exposed mm -hmm. and they have to step down or they get arrested or whatever. I just see. Uh, the plans of the cabal coming to nothing dude they're throwing because, because rocks God... at trudeau they're throwing <laughs> right. rocks at they're trudeau. throwing rocks at trudeau everywhere when at, uh on the 9 11 memorial when bill and hillary clinton were there yeah. uh bush jr was there uh and uh biden was there and the obamas were there they got booed they're Ooh. on their way over there to the memorial and people were booing them yeah. The entire group of people. People are waking up. And they are starting to realize how evil and corrupt um, these people are. And it's only going to continue. It's it's yeah. a snowball. You know, yeah. it's, it's just building. Everything they do is further exposing their corruption. And as much as they try to hide it, they can't hide it. It's, yeah. it's coming out. People are seeing it. They're waking up. Yeah. I love it, man. It gets me so excited, man. Like, like everything should be like, oh, we should be like so down and, and like, oh, God, this sucks. Oh, I can't believe they're getting away with it. But it's like it makes me so excited because I, I, you know, it's like a few years of training in this stuff. You know, we, we know what to look for. We know their playbook. They can't get away with anything. And there's more and more people that are stepping up. Even Jen was giving me a hard time about stuff this morning. She's like, I know plenty of Biden supporters that are turning around and saying stuff again. And I'm like, it's it's happening everywhere. Yep. When did those people ever think that they would get, you know, carted out in front of people and start being booed? I mean, like, yep. never, never. They thought yep. they were the, the super elite. And they're not. They're super shit. <laughs> yes, they are. They're big the poopies. That, the thing that we have to realize as anons is that we went through a three-year course of training and equipping to detect expose and help wake other people up to the realities of corruption through q q's operation was you know one way that i look at it is it was a training course to teach us how to do research in such a way that we could detect an, uh, corruption and then find a way to make that information available to the public, to other people. We have been trained for years to do exactly what we're doing. So we have to remember that even though we don't necessarily know what's coming in the future, we have been trained to deal with whatever comes. It's like being in you know special forces in the military. Special forces groups don't necessarily know what plans, what attacks, what kind of opposition they're going to face when they go into a certain territory, when they go into an op when they're doing an operation, they don't necessarily know 
the troop strength that's going to oppose them. They don't know how well armed their their enemy is, but they rely on their training. They rely on the fact that they are trained and are equipped, and they're uh, they're able to overcome whatever obstacle is set in front of them. Well, we're the same way. We have been trained by God. We've been trained by Q to adapt, improvise, and overcome. We've been equipped. We've been trained. We're, we're relatively smart people. We can see through BS narratives, generally speaking. We know how to research and come to the truth. And we can make that information publicly available. So even though we don't necessarily know the obstacles that we're going to face in the future, we can rely on our training. Yeah. We are well-trained, well-equipped, and we are more than up to the task to face down whatever they send our way. They can send whatever they want, and we are going to overcome it because we have been trained and equipped to do it. Yeah. We're ready. We're ready. All those Pepe's out here. We are ready. And they sent frogs to destroy them. Time, time to go to war. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, get it, get your papers out. Get your papers out. Get your printers ready. For the weapons sheet. of our warfare are not conventional weapons. Yeah. We are in an information war. Yeah. This is not a time for violence. This is a time for... It's never a time for violence. It's a time for noncompliance and sharing the truth and waking people up. Yeah, can we just clarify that real quickly, too? Like, noncompliance does not equal violence, okay? I mean, we, we, we're not like that. We got guns. We got all that stuff, right, to protect we're not ourselves. We're, we're not Antifa. Yeah, we don't burn anything down. We don't tear down any statues. We don't vandalize anything. We don't harm anybody in any kind of way. Nope. So We are nonviolent. Yeah. Uh, at this point in the game, there's no need for us to be violent. None. Uh, we, we are winning the war, and it's an information war. Yeah. It has not gone kinetic. If at some point in the future the war goes kinetic, people will know, but we're not at that point in yeah, the game. Yeah, we're not there. The way that we I've always said, man, the way we fight is so much more dangerous. We got it truth is. and facts. Right. They they would like to provoke us to violence. I think that everything that the cabal is doing, they're trying to provoke a violent response from us. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to portray us as violent extremists. And if we react in violence, we're going to validate their accusations against us, yeah. which means we have to react non-violently. Yeah. We have to, through peaceful non-compliance, we have to make our, uh, exert our will and let them know they're not going to rule over us uh, with uh, tyrannical mandates. Mm -hmm. And we have to be intelligent. We have to be smart. Uh and, you know, continue putting out information, continue digging, researching, putting out information and memeing. That's what we do. Yep. Yep. Pray, dig, meme, repeat. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this was a great Medic Monday. I think this is like maybe one of our best. I don't know. Uh, I hope that we've given people a little bit of uh, information to, to think about and pray about over the week and keep them motivated to just... Stick it, stick with it. Don't give up. Uh, we're winning the war, and we are going to be victorious at the end of the day. Amen. Amen. We're getting stronger every day. I mean, we honestly, are. our numbers are growing. We're, we're recruiting more people. 
Yeah. Uh, more, more people are waking up every day. You can just see it. Yeah. It's a glorious time to be alive, man. It really is. It is. It is a glorious time to be alive. Uh, you know, a little bit of dangerous freedom does a body good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, hey, listen, any, any update on the dream book? I mean, I know, I know you yes. finished everything <clears throat> we, so yep. we can order it this week. Not this week. Uh, so Denise and I are, are going to work on, um, we're, we're editing it. Uh, we're making good progress on editing. Uh, we're going to work on editing more of it today. She's going to start pulling together ideas for the cover design. So we're getting down there. Uh, I think, let's see, today's Monday. She'll probably flow it into InDesign tomorrow, and then we'll start fitting the text into the into InDesign. Fitting it in uh, uh, and doing some final editing will take a couple days. Uh, it'll take her a couple of days to pull together a cover design. So w we could potentially have a finished manuscript by the end of the week. Uh, possibly. Yay. Keep us in prayer because you want to get this dream book out. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm already working on some other books. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to get this dream book out. It'll, it'll be done pretty soon. Very exciting. It, it kinda like, it's kind of like the audit report. <laughs> hey, easy, 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 easy. You keep hearing rumors. You keep hearing, like, when is it going to be out? Like, but I heard, but... But Bannon said there's going to be like an interim <laughs> book on dreams. Is that is that true or is that? <laughs> well, there was that canvassing, right? <laughs> yeah. Is it is the canvassing related to the book? Because I'm confused. Who's doing the canvassing? And oh my gosh. Uh, uh, we'll get there, good. man. We'll get there. We'll get there. We all right, brother. I love you. And and don't forget, guys, if you didn't catch it, man, you can go back on Saturday. And where can people find that? Your uh, Supernatural yeah. Saturday. Uh, the Supernatural Saturday. I got a lot of good response uh, to the last video. So I, uh, there's a version of that on CloudHub. I posted a link to it in Telegram yesterday. It's on my website, prayingmedic.com. And if you want to support Denise and I financially, you can go to prayingmedic.org. And we've got uh, links there to our videos, and we have a, we do have a uh, a donation page there. You can support us financially. We appreciate all the financial support because we are a 508C1A nonprofit ministry, and uh, we love uh, teaching and preaching about the kingdom of God. There's nothing more exciting than helping people understand how much God loves them. Amen. We, we love doing it. Oh, you're good at it too. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. I love you, brother. I'll catch you over here right, in the, on the other side here in a second. God bless you today, guys. Have the very best day. Remember, get out there, get get your papers going, man. You got memes, you got you got facts, you got things, man. Put it on some paper, go hand it out. Come on. And be a uh, renegade. Yeah, be a renegade. Whoa. Okay, well, I gotta all right. So we got a nice outro coming up. <laughs> all right, so so, guys, I'll be back tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, reminding you that ivermectin works. So, God bless your day, guys.
Once our eyes have opened 